Hey guys, 30 and Still Gaming here. I just want to let you know that if you have been enjoying these podcasts that we've been doing since May of 2015, you might like to support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes. You can help us out as for little as 99 cents per month, $4.99 per month, or $9.99 per month. If you do the top tier one, we the creators get 13% more per dollar. Now, you do not have to donate anything at all. They're free and always will be free. Whether you watch us live on Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming or later over at YouTube.com slash 30 and Still Gaming or listen to us right here on your favorite audio podcast platform. But if you have enjoyed at least even one of these episodes, you might want to help us out. The link is in the description below if you would like to support us. I do appreciate everyone listening and hope you enjoy the content we have been creating over the years and look forward to doing many more. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, 30 and Still Gaming here for yet another episode. This one might be a little longer. This one is basically a Star Wars episode, right? So I love talking about Star Wars. The best thing about Star Wars is talking about Star Wars and the thoughts and things. I come from a movie background and I was on a podcast, my own podcast on the Rages Round Table, talking about the Rise of Skywalker. So if you haven't seen The Rise of Skywalker, maybe you don't want to listen to this. These are not really spoilers. These are things that were in the movie or were supposed to be in the movie, and they were cut. Now, take what you want, grain of salt or whatever you want to call it. Um, this is on Reddit, uh, submitted by EcoShopee. Um, so this is what it is. This is a, a source Okay, it says, here's what I've been told from a source that worked on the rise of Skywalker. Now, some of these things I'm going to read to you, I actually said they should have been in the movie, and I didn't see this before. This is this is breaking. Now, I'm recording this on January 2nd. This won't be posted until uh, January 3rd, 2020, which you're listening to it right now. Um on the, on the third, even though I'm breaking this on the second. Now, this happened three hours ago. It's 1.47 a.m. So we're talking uh, 12, 11, 10, about 10 p.m. on the 1st of January. Uh, this was post, posted up on Reddit. So it says, since shortly after the release weekend, we've been corresponding with someone who worked closely on the production of The Rise of Skywalker and works for one of the major companies. I cannot disclose here. I have verified the source to my satisfaction to protect the source. I am rewording what we spoke about over the last two weeks, and I'm submitting it to you in a bullet point, bullet point format, and I've written based on what we told me. Um, right, so is this is what we're upset with the final product of The Rise of Skywalker and wanted to share the perspective on how it went down and where it went wrong. So this is going to be a little longer. I'm going to read these things and kind of give you my thoughts and stuff like that. So the first bullet point here, uh, the leakers of The Rise of Skywalker had an agenda and are tied to Disney's directly. My source confessed, okay, that they had an agenda as well. And in that, they struggled with ignoring what would be happening to someone who they think doesn't deserve it okay point number two is jj always threatened everyone on the offset with respect of his source agenda is what uh what disney has done uh to jj and how much they screwed him over should be something people are at least aware of whether you'd like him as a filmmaker or not point number three disney was one of the studios who were in the bad robot bidding war last year disney never had much interest in uh, BR, 
as a company, but they did in JJ because they saw Warner Brothers, who JJ went with in the end, as a major threat. So bullet point number four, JJ is very successful at bringing franchises back like Mission Impossible, Star Trek, and Star Wars. Warner Brothers is struggling with DC, and aside from the Wonder Woman, DC is still seen as a bit of a joke in its current state um, you know, by the industry. Uh, bullet point. Next bullet point is uh, Warner Brothers wants Abrams for some DC projects. My sources said this generation Star Wars is the MCU and the Marvel's biggest threat is a well operational DC. They want to keep DC in the limbo and they're in it right now. Abrams jumpstarting the franchise with something like a successful audience pleasing of Superman movie makes them nervous. And their goal is to make JJ look bad to potential investors slash shareholders. Next bullet point is my sources mentioned this shortly after the premiere of the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, we saw last night was not the Rise of Skywalker. He thought we worked on. Okay. Uh, next bullet point. JJ was devastated and blindsided by this. He's been feeling down over the last six months because of some of the ridiculous demands Disney had and changed his movie's story. Uh, while the scenes were shot, a lot of the changes were made in post-production and the audio was re-recorded and altered. My sources said that they never seen anything like this happen before. He's the director and he wasn't in the know about what they were doing behind his back. Next bullet point, apparently JJ felt threatened over the month leading up to the premiere. Um, Ryan was never meant to do uh, nine, despite some rumors that that he was. JJ was brought back by Iger, not Kathleen Kennedy. Disney insisted uh, on more fan service, less controversy. Okay. Next bullet point: JJ's original agreement when he signed on was indicating he would have more creative control than he did on The Force Awakens. He became uh, evident. This wasn't the case only a couple of weeks into shooting when the trouble was uh, starting, uh, you know, starting up. Next bullet point, JJ wanted to do some scenes he thought were important, but Disney shut it down, citing budgetary reasons. Uh, next bullet point, May 2019, JJ argued that those scenes were crucial. He had to let go of one of the scenes. The other scene was insisted uh, was approved at first. He did reshoots and additional photography in July, and the new scene was shot at uh, Bad Robot in October. Now, the next one is the ending that will blow your mind, okay, was part of this. Older actors were included, like Hayden Christensen, Ewan McGregor, Samuel L. Jackson, and anyone who wasn't animated. The Force Ghosts weren't meant to be voices because they shot the footage on camera. The actors were in costume. Ray was supposed to be surrounded by the force ghosts to serve as sort of a barrier between her and the Sith surrounding them. Now, if you listen to me on my podcast on the on Generation X Gaming, I said that this should have happened. They should have showed the actual guys on screen. On the Rages Roundtable on Monday following, um, after my podcast on Thursday nights, I listen to a podcast or a YouTube channel of Star Wars Theory. And he said that it would have been awesome if they showed all these guys and pushing them and making making Ray more powerful. And that was his theory that that should have been in the in the movie. And if this is true, that would have been in the movie and it would have been a lot better. Okay. Next bullet point is my sources thinks uh, but can't 100% confirm that this is because of China. 
It's an office office talk of sorts. Some visual effects people claim that they got a list of approved shades of blue they could use on Luke's Force Ghost. Cutting um, this out was when the bad blood turned into a nightmare for JJ because the movie was making was suddenly unrecognizable to him in almost every way. Another source knows that JJ well enough to know that he's not just yelling type, but apparently in a meeting he yelled something along the lines of why, why don't you just put directed and written by Lucasfilm then? My sources wasn't presented for exchange, but knows someone who was. Yeah, see, say what you want about JJ, but I'm not sticking up for him. I mean, he was dealt the the hand that he was dealt, but. The other bullet points ahead do claim, you know, that Warner Brothers has DC and 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 Disney has JJ. Well, they had him for the last like five years, and they didn't want him to leave, right, to go work on other things for their competitors. So it does make sense, allegedly, that they're doing all this stuff to him to kind of like fuck him over and 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 kind of wreck. And that's how the industry works. It really does work that way. Um, I had a I had a producer that tried to blacklist me one time because uh, I was supposed to get a raise. I didn't get a raise um, and I still worked and I got fired when I was in California in San Francisco and they fired me. This is back in 2006 before emails and stuff were like there was no smartphones then. OK, so I worked my ass off just like I did every day. And when I got back because the footage was good. They said they were changing their mind and they, and they weren't going to fire me. But then I said, no, because I realized that they're a bunch of dicks. So I stood my ground and then they fired me anyway. And then, then tried to blacklist me, but my work outshined of what they were trying to do. So hopefully, obviously it's JJ Abrams. I don't think he's going to be in any, in a rough state considering he's got his own, uh, he's got a great deal with Warner brothers, but JJ as a filmmaker, say what you want about him. I mean, he does have this way of making certain films, but uh, he's like half Steven Spielberg. You know what I mean? Steven Spielberg is like the all around uh, filmmaker slash screenwriter, and uh, JJ just is not that. But he's he's a good he's a he is a good filmmaker. Uh, but on certain films, like getting big brands like Star Trek and Star Wars, I don't, I just don't like it. He's good when he does his own stuff uh, and doesn't do the reboots. Uh, but that's just my two cents. All right, next one is Disney demanded to shoot some scenes that would have things in it for merchandise. They fly now as one of them. It also JJ's least favorite scene at a November screening of a two uh, of a two minute thirty seven cut. He cringed, groaned, and laughed when the scene was on. Oh Jesus. Uh, next one is, my sources say that J.J. was most likely not joking when he said, you're right, in an interview where they asked him about the Rise of Skywalker's criticism. Uh, J.J. original early November cut was three hours and two minutes long. In January, J.J. suggested that they turned this into two films. My sources told me this was well before uh, Torino uh, mentioned. And uh, in an interview a couple days ago when Disney said no, J.J. was content while making his three hour long. Um, next one is over a period of nine months, JJ started realizing that one by one, his ideas and all a uh, whole scene were being thrown out the window and entirely altered by people who have no business meddling in with the creatives. Uh, 
Another one is they were not on the same page when it came creative decisions, and it became obvious that Disney had an agenda in addition of wanting to please shareholders. Disney could afford messing up episode nine for a sake of a bigger picture when it came to protecting things unrelated to episode nine. The cut of JJ eventually hesitatingly agreed to in early December was two minutes and 37 minutes long. It was also the cut where he saw which, uh, wouldn't have approved of which is two hours and 22 minutes long apart from the force ghost there were other crucial and emotional scenes missing the cut they released looked chopped and taped back together with weak scotch tape jj's words next one is the movie opened with ray's training uh her first scene with rose was shortly after ray damaged bb8 during a training Rose made a silly joke about how Poe is going to kill her for damaging BB-8. There was a moment where Ray took a minute to process what just happened. And when she saw the vision during training, she looked distressed and worried. The next scene was noise as the Falcon was landing and Ray runs over there. The, the two women who kiss at the end were visible in the shot and they were holding hands. One of them ran towards the Falcon as it landed. That seems pretty plausible, but considering the way it was chopped up, it was weird. Next one is Kylo on Mustafar's scene was two minutes longer. There was a moment when Kylo seemed a bit dizzy, and his vision was shown as a blurry was blurry for a second, almost as if time have have stopped while everyone in the background was slow mo, uh, slow mo fighting. Kylo hears Vader's breathing and then shakes his head and time goes back to moving at a normal pace and he jumps right back into the battle and the scene from the trailer where he knocks that guy down which did end up in the movie later now that scene is weird because when when snoke says every voice you ever heard in your head and they have darth vader there he never heard darth vader you never heard darth vader's voice in his head you just heard him talking to darth vader but you never heard darth vader that would make much more sense when like, he heard darth vader in that scene Next one is they cut some scenes from the Lightspeed skipping segment from the plants that were, were cut were Kashyyyk, Naboo, and Kamino. I guess that's uh, here nor there, I guess. The scene where the TIE fighters were chasing them through the icebergs, those uh, were inspired by a video game JJ used to play in the 90s called Rebel Assault 2, the third level in the game with the tunnels and Endor specifically. That's funny. Uh, Janna was confirmed to be Lando's daughter. In the film, she was confirmed to be Lando's daughter. Interesting. And that would make much more sense at Lando at the end of the movie when he talks about her. Uh, Ray not only healed Kylo's scar, but she killed Kylo when she healed Ben. Kylo ceased to exist when Ray healed him. My sources mentioned that some people assumed it was Han Solo who healed him, but that isn't true. And that wasn't Han Solo. That was Leia using her own memories. Mother of God, I was right. As well as Ben to create a physical manifestation of his own thoughts to nudge him towards what he needed to do. That was her own way of communicating that with him. And it wasn't possible without her dying in the process. She made the ultimate sacrifice to her son. And this flew over people's heads with the Disney cut. It didn't fly over my head. It didn't fly over my head. I knew when Leia died, she died because of doing the Force, making the memory of Han Solo. Now, the cut that they cut together, it was hard, but I did see that. 
I saw it. I was like, that's how she died. She died because of that. The late November cut, the last cut of J.J. approved of, had scenes with Rose and Ray still. J.J. wanted to give her more meaningful arc. Disney felt that it was too risky to. My sources mentioned that Chris Torero, uh, Torero, the writer, said this was because of Leia's scene, but this is only partially true because she had four other scenes, including two with Ray and Daisy, and Leia was not in. Okay, Finn wanted to tell Ray something was always meant to be Force-sensitive in the three-hour cut. It's exceptionally stated there was a moment when Jaina, okay, was running on the top of the Star Destroyer and Finn needed to unlock or move something with the Force, moved it, and acted surprised when it happened. She was replaced with the CGI BB-8 fixing whatever he needed to fix on there. Interesting. Babu Frick was nearly cut because some execs at Disney thought he would be a new Jar Jar. They were really surprised that people loved him as this much. He was JJ's idea and was created to collaborate collaboration with some artists and puppeteers that personally was all JJ. Uh, There was a bunch of scenes where Ray and Kylo separately went through quite moments, quick moments, sorry, quick moments of reflection to deal with. They were going through on her part. Her going through the realization that something sinister is about her past, uh, him going through regret and remorse about trying to shut up, uh, to shut it out. My my sources said that the Kylo scenes were especially amazing because of Adam's performance and how he managed to portray the inner turmoil. Uh, it proved much more context and added deeper meaning to both his battle with Ray and the final redemption arc at the end. It didn't happen so suddenly, and it was more structured than what we got. Again, they never let anything breathe in this movie. It was constantly boom, 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 boom. And it was just, it just felt off. And there you go. It actually fills in a little bit better. Uh, Let me take a sip of water here real fast. Okay. Kylo and Ray's scene where he dies was at least four minutes longer. Jesus. That's a lot of fucking time. With more dialogue, Ben was always supposed to die. Sources also added that he wasn't then... That might have been in earlier drafts, which they haven't read. The first draft they included, uh, read included Lando. The first few didn't. The Rilo kiss and Ben's death was not part of the reshoots. It was part of the re-editing. Even the cut that JJ thought was coming out earlier this month had had a longer version of the scenes than what was shown in the actual cut. JJ is against the Rilo kiss or Rilo in general. This was Disney's attempt to please both sides of the fandom. I, I think it was just stupid. It didn't need to be in the film. J.J. was not happy with The uh, the Last Jedi, took the story. The final result is a mix of the story and the story told by Disney and whoever they tried to impress. Certainly not the fans. J.J. is gutted over the final results of Star Wars means, uh, means a lot to him. He had to sacrifice large chunks of the story. Uh, in the force awakens but was promised more creative control in the in the rise of skywalker and instead it was leashed uh they had him the leash that they had him on was they tightly as time went by a source said that this that this is one of the franchises and the one piece of his work that he didn't want to mess up and instead it turned into a worst nightmare when he found out that it was a blind side with a cut and they presented it he said what the fuck when Kylo was fighting the Knights of Ren at the end and William's music that was used for it was not what he wanted at all. It seemed to think it was out of place. 
JJ's cut is still exists and will always exist. We most likely will never see it unless someone accidentally leaks it. Man, would I love that. Okay. It says, okay. So there, there you have it. If you have any questions, I'll try to follow up with sources and build it. Okay. Okay. Uh, the sources asked about uh, Finn Poe after seeing Oscar Isaac's comment about how Disney didn't want it to be a thing. This is true. JJ fought it to make this happen. This is why Oscar is blaming Disney. This is not just a random throwaway comment. He knows for a fact that it was Disney because these discussions happened. The main cast is insanely close with JJ, and they are just as pissed through seamlessly more outspoken about it than JJ. During The Force Awakens, Disney was hesitant to hire John Boyega because of a woman was front and center, so they they deemed a risky enough to bring in a male lead who's black made them nervous jj thought it was is to make them hap happened about nine months before getting approved the same issue came up uh when jj fought to have finn and poe in the rise of skywalker but those uh he lost the battle and was mostly main creative battles for this film many people jj included same in the realization during this production that the story really is told by shareholders investors instead of creatives uh, or anyone in Disney specifically. We tried to make a lot of things happen and was shut down because of this. They had him on a leash and many to blame The Last Jedi for the stricter creative approach. Man. Man, oh man. Like that, that sucks. Um, I said it. I said there was a lot of stuff in this movie. It just it just seems wrong the way they did it. Um, again, my background in film and, and, and stuff that happens in the film industry, stuff like that is just part of the of, of the of the industry. Like you just don't hear some of the stuff that goes back. I would love to be a fly on the wall during production during these five years of, of things. I would love, I would love if someone could get in, find that cut and release it. Like Ronald Reynolds did with the uh, with the Deadpool cut, right? Like I wanna see the other cuts, right? What would it hurt Disney? What would hurt Disney, right? If they just release the other cuts on Blu-ray or whatever, right? Pay money for it, right? You get those cuts. You only get it on like an exclusive DVD or, or whatever. I would love, I would love to see the other cuts. I mean, I'm telling you, I am very disappointed in this, in this, uh, this trilogy. The more I thought about it, after I watched it, I've only seen it once. I only need to see it once. If I saw it a second time, I think it would just... Mm. I saw Last Jedi twice, and I, I just ripped it apart. I just ripped it apart. It was just terrible. I saw it once by myself, and then I, I saw it once with Sarge. Um, if I saw this movie again, I, I don't know. I, I would just rip it apart even more. There were so many problems with this movie, and, and, and people... And look, I don't... I'm not judging you if you like the movie. I'm just saying that you got to open up your eyes and see that this movie is not anywhere what it should have been. Okay. It should have been a lot better than what it was. And, uh, that's a shame because they weren't, they weren't making it for the fans. They were making it for the people that thought were fans and they were making it just like the, this, this, uh, thing said for shareholders and they had an agenda. And I think when you have an agenda, because when companies, want an agenda they can't make a new ip right because there there's so much money that has to go into that ip to make it good forget the masses to see it 
where if you take an IP like a Star Wars, like a Star Trek, like a Doctor Who, like the uh, the Watchmen, like these big brands that are already big pop culture things, and then you can make the agenda, right? Then they can just insert wherever they want. And I think the companies need to just realize that they're just they're 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 hurting they're hurting their credibility and they're hurting the brand not not well they hurt the star wars brand but they're hurting the brand of what they are right these are just my thoughts and stuff you know i want to hear what you guys say uh leave a comment below hit us up on a message i appreciate you guys listening and watching make sure you watch us over on youtube make sure you listen to us over thursday night's generation x gaming a full podcast two hours long 8 p.m eastern on thursday nights uh 8 p.m eastern i do appreciate you guys listening and watching i'll see you guys in the next one